Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Tori, I'm in a great mood today because I'm a winner. I am a winner. I won a match. If you guys listened to last week's oh, episode with Riggs, with Riggs yes, uh, Riggs from Barstool Floor Play <laughs> was on, and we were previewing our upcoming match at Greyhawk, and we played on Thursday. And we won. We won four and two. So that's four up with two to play. We destroyed them. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, it was actually a little bit closer than I would have liked it to be. (laughs) But we played in literally pouring rain. It was freezing outside. It was a true test. But we overcame all of the obstacles and we ended up winning, which I'm excited about. And it's going to be... I think they're doing like a YouTube video or you'll find it somewhere. Yeah. You guys can watch all of it go down. Uh, But it was a really fun day, but I'm glad that, you know, I ended up winning. It was nerve wracking because obviously a lot of people are going to see this and a lot of people question my golf ability. And we had to play from the tips, which was all the way back. So we had like three woods in all day long, long irons, but our team played well. I was team captain. So I take all of the credit for our team win. Did you guys ever make a bet or is that still in the works or out or just? I think they were, yeah, we did that I was going to host foreplay, but he didn't fully commit to it. Yeah. I think he's just nervous that then, you know, I would do a much better job than him. So. And now his ego's bruised. So I guess his that's ego's enough bruised. of a win. Yeah, they just didn't really commit to the full bet. But guys, we have something exciting for you today. Oh, yeah. Highly requested, highly requested segment, Page Bears All. We've done this before. It's coming back today. So we are going to be answering all of your questions. We have it broken up into dating and sex, some golf, some miscellaneous. So Tori's going to ask me all of these questions. 
I'm a little nervous for it because the questions get a little bit juicy. They are I... so good. I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, oh, which one do I want to start with? But I think I have mine. Are you ready for it? Uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Okay. What is the oldest and youngest guy you would date? Ooh. So I'm 27 now. I don't think I would ever date anyone younger than 27. Really? Just because, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit of like an old soul and I don't go out. I don't party really anymore. And so I need someone who's kind of past that phase. And yeah. so if they are very mature at like a younger age, then yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Age doesn't really concern me. But usually when you're in like your mid 20s, you're, you're having fun. You're not ready to like just you know, do movie nights every single night. Um, for older, I'm not like a big daddy person like you, Tori. Like oh, I can't okay. really do an older per like an older guy. It okay, but what's old to you? Like what 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 is I don't the think brink I, of awkwardness? Probably like five years older than me would probably be the most that I would go. I could never date a guy like in his forties. Thirty two is the oldest you would go. 33, 34, 35 maybe, okay. but I would not go more than that because I think about it's like, okay, if I want to get married and then have kids, I don't want the dad to be like in his 70s when the kid is, you know, like 10. I don't want that. Because the kid's going to so. be raised by the dad, not even you. You're just going to be like, I'm just going to fuck them out, but like, I'm not raising them. Go to dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just like, I've never really been, a tr even when I was like in college, the oldest guy I dated was in his early 30s. So I, I never kind of crossed that barrier of dating, like, an older man. Wait, so when you're in college, I mean, you're 18, 19, 20 in college. So you were dating a 30-year-old. That was the oldest that I dated. Because then that's uh, 10 years. I was, yeah, so when I was, I think I was, like, 21, 22, and he was, like, 30, I, uh, early 30s. So that was old at the time, but I would never go, like, past that. I see girls that are in their, like, early 20s dating guys in their, in their 40s, and that kind of just creeps me out. Yeah, but if it's, like, a Josh Jamal... We're good. Maybe for you. I don't know. It just, I just don't, it, d it doesn't do it for me. <laughs> okay, the next question actually goes to your intro. How bad is rig swing in person? It's not great. It's not great at all. It's really flat. And so when he brings it back, it doesn't really get higher than his shoulders. But it, it's like, yeah, and Dustin Johnson's swing at the top, he has a really um, bowed left wrist, and that's Riggs, but he's down by his shoulder. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and with his chipping, he kind of has the yips with it, where he'll hit it, and then he'll kind of re-hit it again, and same with his putting, too. It's, it's, it's crazy how he can get it around the golf course uh, with the way he approaches the game. It's, it's quite interesting. Who was the best and worst of the fours on their side? So, um, Lurch is the best golfer. I think he's a four. He hits at a mile, but he's not super consistent. Trent, he's about a 25 handicap, but he's so consistent. It's insane. So he never plays golf and that's why his handicap's so high, but he never missed a fairway. He was the anchor of that team that day. Like he was hitting, he hit this one shot underneath a tree. He cut it around, ended up being about gosh, it was like six feet from the pin. It was insane. Like he was not missing shots. So <laughs> that day, Trent was the best player on their team by far. Okay. Hey, Paige, what's your favorite movie and uh, Christmas song? Sorry, favorite Christmas movie and Christmas song. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
I would say I could watch Elf over and over and over again, and it's always funny. I <laughs> never get tired of it. But growing up, we watched Christmas Vacation the most, and that was our family's favorite film. So it's between those two. And then Christmas songs, any like of the remixes, I guess. I just don't like the remixes. Much. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> when they have like more current singers doing it, or they like do like a remake of the original song first of all the right answer is all i want for christmas is you right carrie <laughs> you can't there's no remix that could ever be had without but you're more of like an ariana grande like santa tell me or whatever that song is anything that just has like it's more more current i guess wow i know that was that, was that kind of hurt i know i know are you not a christmas person i'm a bit well I used to be the biggest Christmas person until I was about 15 and I found out that Santa didn't exist. I'm and sorry. And ever since then. No. Oh, it's. <laughs> no. No. If you're driving, if you're about to drive a car, you should know Santa's not real. You're Maybe telling I was me. 13, 13 and 14, but my parents finally told me and everything. Paige. My life changed. My Paige. life changed. Okay, maybe I, I wasn't 15. I think I was probably. At 12 or 13. It keeps I changing. Would, yeah. I'm convinced it's 15. And no matter what, even you you justifying it with the age of 12, it's still too old. So here's the thing. Let me let me explain it. Because my mom, if you meet my mom, she is the most honest person in the entire world. Like if she, someone will give her a penny too much in change, she'll have to go back and give them the penny. Like she is so brutally honest. And so I thought I was... I was questioning it. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't think Santa's real, but my parents would never, ever lie to me. So I'm going to choose believing my parents over the actual truth. And so my aunt was over for Christmas dinner and she started, I said something about Santa coming and she laughed in my face and was quite rude about it, actually, and said, Santa's not real. What are you talking about? And I just burst into tears, didn't talk to my parents the rest of the night. I was like, how could you lie to me? I, I, what, you can tell me the Easter Bunny's not real? I mean, like, my whole world just flipped upside down in that moment. And now you're the Grinch who stole Christmas. I mean, my parents lied to me. How could... Everybody's parents lied to them. I just, I wanted to believe my parents. So that, that's, that's my, my Christmas story. Okay, so follow up. What's your favorite holiday? <laughs> it's I'm so Christmas. taken back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> next question, next question. It wouldn't be the podcast if you didn't re <laughs> retract your first statement. <laughs> okay, um, hey, quick question for you. Have you ever had sex on the golf course? <laughs> I... I do get this question a lot. I have never had sex on the golf course, but it's just because every time I'm at the golf course, I'm like working or um, like I was practicing all the time. It just was never anything that would interest me. And also I told you the story before, guys would only go out with me to get golf lessons. So they weren't interested in having sex on the golf course. They wanted me to fix their grip, their takeaway, get them new clubs. I mean, lower their, their scoring average. They didn't even want to even think about sex on the golf course. Plus, I'm scared of getting caught. Like, you, you see those stories on the news of a couple having sex on the beach or getting caught somewhere and then they're sex offenders. And I, I just don't even want to touch that or deal with that. I mean, I'm in the news already for... <laughs> 
just passing comments I make. Can you imagine if I got caught having sex on the golf course? Like in front of like a child? Oh god. No. no, thank you. I don't I don't no. No, no, no. Okay, have you Okay, so when I was in high school, everyone always got caught in our uh baseball dugout having sex like in between classes or even ditching. Yeah. And then in college, it was our um like our our lo- not locker room, it's like our storage equipment room. Mhm. On campus. Have you ever done anything like that? Or has there ever been like a fantasy where you're like, oh, that'd be kind of hot? I think I would want to actually be on the golf course at some point. <laughs> like it's just something that does need to happen in my lifetime. Um, but I know I'm just like so scared of getting caught yeah. that I, I'm just so vanilla that I just don't, like you hear of people doing it all these random places and that's just something that like really freaks me out. Like I don't ever want to get caught literally with my pants down. I get that. Hey, when are you and Holly teeing off? Yeah, we talked about it. Um, I I don't know how much golf she's been playing. I know she's been doing some kind of exclusive content for like a website, and she's been going more in that route and less of golf. But I'm always up to tee it, uh, teed up with Holly. She's so much fun, and she she always is down for a good time. So hopefully soon. Um, okay, people are wondering: Are you ever going to do a, uh, like a calendar? <sighs> So it before was a no, but I recently did a towel with um, like me in a sexy Santa costume that I have been selling, and it did surprisingly well and much better than I ever expected it to do. So I think we're going to do more merch in the future with uh, me on it in some way. But yeah, I would be down to do a calendar for sure. It, it's weird because people do ask for that all the time and they have been asking for it. And I, I didn't think it was going to do well or it would sell or people would be interested in that. So it's been interesting to see the reaction that people had based off of just the towel with me and my Santa outfit. I mean, it was so. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun to do. Um, so I think we want to kind of carry that over into more merch and definitely a calendar. I was going to say, I couldn't tell if I appreciated someone who purchased the towel or thought it was, like, w- weird. So I, they're going to be, like, laying on you on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we don't know what the towel is going to be used for. That's true. Um, I will be very sticky, I'm sure, for some of them. But I, I think most of them got them as, like, gag gifts for their friends or, you know, like, silly stuff like that. But, yeah, that's you know, true. It was, it was all fun and we had a lot of fun making it. I had, you know, I wasn't photoshopped. I literally dressed up as oh, a sexy it was Santa. It? No, no. So I dressed up as a sexy Santa, took all the pictures, and then they just put that that image on the towel and then did the background with it. I am dead. I actually thought it was photoshopped because it looks so good. But I was like, I've never seen you dress up in a Santa costume. How about this? I'll wear the sexy Santa outfit next podcast because it'll be the one right before Christmas. <laughs> Done. Deal. I'll Done. Do it. <laughs> the podcast just crashed. Everyone in their cars just crashed. <laughs> okay, if you could date any celebrity, who would it be? I would say my biggest celebrity crush would be Chris Hemsworth. Um, so I would say him. And then for a girl, I would probably say... Mm. I well, I find Megan Fox very attractive, but I just Same. don't know about like her personality. If I would want to date her, so uh, maybe Blake Lively. I think she'd be oh. fun to date. I have yeah, a girl you know crush what? on her. 
Um, oh my gosh, I'm just drawing a blank. What's the girl you just said before? Megan Fox. Thank you, Megan Blake. Fox. Yeah, something's wrong with me. I need to finish my cup of coffee. <laughs> Megan Fox. I think Transformers. Megan Fox was the hottest. Now oh, by far, I don't find her as hot. But still, still a babe. But like Transformers, her when she was like on those motorcycle shots. Oh, I was like next level hot. I still remember the that moment in the theater. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Super hot. Yeah, but she. I just don't know if like I'd want to date her. She seems like she's into like some weird stuff. Do you think Machine Gun Kelly's hot? Who no. she's dating? I I don't find the like trend of like a, t- a tall, skinny kind of alternative <laughs> guy hot. That's just not. Something that I've ever really been into. I I I prefer more of like a, a like an athletic, more like I don't want to say manly man because I think that is wrong. Because I'm not saying they're not less of a man, but a guy that's a little bit more rugged. And I like more of like a beard. And yeah. So no tattoos. As, you don't like all the tattoos. Like, I, I do like tattoos, but I don't like when um, like guys will wear like makeup or um, if they're skinny jeans wouldn't fit me, I don't want to date them. Mm, no. They need to be bigger than me. Like, I, I like a guy who's bigger than me and make, makes me feel small. I think those guys, even though they're tall, they're, like, they're smaller than me, and that would just make me very self-conscious. Exactly. Like, if I can't fit into your big, comfy sweats, it's a hard no. You, like, put their sweatshirt on, it, like, fits you, and you're like, this is uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was going to wear a crop top today. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, okay, so you don't like tattoos, but have you ever thought about getting one? I would never get a tattoo just because my look tends to be a little bit more on the trashy side. And even if I wear something that isn't trashy, I just come off with that, like, kind of porn star look. Just the way, like, my face is, the way I do my makeup and my hair. So I think if I got a tattoo, it would would really push, really push that. So I think it would, it would come off trashy and not, um... Not, like, edgy. Not, yeah, would it be edgy? It would just come off, like, trashy. But, okay, you know, you had, if you had, like, someone was like, You're, you have to get a tattoo. Is it a golf tattoo or what? And then where is it? So, I saw this one time where people would get paw prints of their animal. So, I would probably get Nico's paw no. prints. <laughs> no! Like, I don't know, maybe, like, behind my ear or something, like, really small paw prints. So, I, I know it's there, but no one else could see them. I can't tell That's if it's cute or I hate it. I can't <laughs> I think it's it's the only thing that's meaningful enough to me that <laughs> one of our producers just typed in, hate it. Hate it. <laughs> There's nothing else that's meaningful enough that I would want to get. I mean, I love my dog, so that would be the that would probably be the only thing I get. I mean, maybe, like, Nico and Cursive behind your ear, but, like, the two paw prints, it's like... Or his ears. I saw someone who do, who did, like, outline of their dog's ears, and it was pretty no, cute. that's just elf hats. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna... You people are gonna be like, you like Christmas? And you're like, no, I actually hate Christmas. <laughs> and this is why I'm never gonna get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you have terrible taste in tattoos. It's a good thing that I'm never gonna get one. I'm actually crying. <laughs> okay on a more serious note do you have plans to ever go back on tour Ooh. so there's days like the match that I played with the four play boys where I hit some really good shots and you get those competitive juices flowing again and I'm like 
yes, like I want to get back into it. I want to feel that adrenaline again. I have the game to compete at that level. But then I think of the week before that match where I was just complete head case. I don't like practicing when I know I have a tournament coming up. I don't like the stress of the unknown, if I'm going to play well or not play well. And let's say I didn't play well in that match, I would have been devastated. I would still to this day, I would still be upset about it. So I let my failure control my happiness so much when it comes to golf that it's it's not fun for me. So maybe when I get some perspective in my life, (laughs) then I'll go back and I'll try to play again. But right now it's still too emotional for me I've had so many horrible rounds and emotional trauma that has come from playing competitive golf like the tournament in Dubai and Mm -hmm. there's no upside for me so if I play well in the tournament it's not good enough and people are just gonna roast me online and if I play bad then it's just a free-for-all so it's really hard going into a tournament which is already difficult and then in the back of your head knowing that regardless of how you play you're still going to get roasted online and I just right now at this point in my life and my career I just don't want to deal with that I don't want to handle that I don't want to it's just too much stress so as of right now it's a no but I think at some point I will definitely go back because I I want to prove to everyone and to myself that I can make it right I know I can make it I just need to like be in the right mindset to do that yeah like be physically mentally emotionally everything chakras aligned and then you're back at it potentially yeah it's almost like when I have kind of achieved everything I want to do in media work then I don't have to worry about money I don't have to worry about anything else and then I can just go back and focus on playing it would be too hard as well to do what I'm doing now and to also also try to play I'd be spread way too thin so it just has to be the right point in my life that I would go back and do it um do you have any superstitions in golf oh yeah I'm very superstitious when when it comes to golf so if I have a breakfast um, and I play well that day, I will have the exact same breakfast every single round. So it's, it's like if I have eggs, two pieces of bacon, and some fruit, I will literally have eggs, two pieces of bacon, and fruit the rest of the tournament. I only can use a quarter to mark my golf ball. Only quarters. I can't use anything else. I have to always have at least 12 golf balls in my bag before I start the round. No more than 12, no less than 12. They all have to be marked exactly the same. I... I have to have, like, the same number of tees in my hair. So I usually carry, like, four tees in my hair. And there are certain outfits that I, I will play better in than I won't play as good in. Like a color? Like a skirt? Yeah. Like, if I if I really am feeling good that day, I'll put on an outfit that I shot a low score in, and I'll wear that outfit for that day. <laughs> I know. I'm a head case. it's so good though wait how do you carry tees in your hair because your hair is usually just half up when you shoot your videos but when you play when I I play I'll put in a ponytail and you just stick the tees in um like in between the pony the rubber band and your hair and you fit how many again four only four Four. no more no less wow (laughs) (laughs) it's bad (laughs) what is on your non-golf bucket list (laughs) This is going to be kind of depressing. Um, oh, no. 
really nothing. There's nothing in my life that like I want to like achieve or that excites me or things that I really want to do. I literally just want to wake up, get through the day, be happy and that's it. So it's, you know how people have like these long lists of things that they want to do and it's like, I want to go to Paris and I want to sky, what is, um, skydive, sky jump. <laughs> I was calling it sky jump. I was like, that's definitely not right coming out of my mouth, so I'm just going to pull it back in. <laughs> Skydive, or I want to get married, or have kids, or, you know, do all these things. And for me, it's like big milestones in most people's life don't excite me. I just try to, like, be as happy as I can every single day, and that's that. I don't have, like, an ultimate goal or a passion or really anything that drives me. I just try to get through the day. Well, I feel like as a kid, you, you live your life being like, I'm going to do this someday. I'm going to do this someday. So where do you feel like it changed where you were like, you know what, I'm changing this completely, and my bucket list is just to be happy? I think it was – that's a good question. So I had a hard childhood where I had a lot of emotional issues and I never really got to have that childlike um, imagination and the fun. It, it was always, everything was really hard for me. And so I had a lot of health issues with my hair and my asthma. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, I told you guys about overdosing when I was <laughs> on asthma medicine. And so everything yeah. was always really difficult for me. And so there wasn't really any point where I was happy and I didn't have, it wasn't that my childhood was bad. I was very blessed and lucky to have loving parents and everything that I needed, but I was never happy or never really thought like, I'm going to be this or I'm going right. to do that. It was just like, I just want to get through the day and I've always been like that it's where I just like I just want to get through the day and then I think with gymnastics I finally found some purpose with my life and I was like I'm gonna be an elite gymnast and everyone was identifying me as being the gymnast and then I worked my ass off and I didn't accomplish that and so that was another thing that kind of brought me back down where I was like well great well that sucks the one thing I did want didn't actually happen and then I move on to golf and same thing I worked my ass off and I didn't become an LPGA touring pro so it's like why even have these goals or have these dreams if every time I work extremely hard it just comes crushing down on me so I think I've kind of changed my thinking around where instead of having these goals that never happen I just try to do my best every single day and then I'll see what happens because I'm always disappointed by yeah the failure like I've never achieved anything I've I failed at everything that I've tried to do and normally when people fail it's because they didn't work hard enough or right. they didn't do all these extra things that will make them successful but I did all of those things I worked my hardest I did I sacrificed having a childhood and did not going to high school and doing everything I possibly could and I still failed right so it's like, why why even try anymore if you're always just going to fail? I think that a lot of athletes, like I have this conversation a lot with people and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, especially with athletes. Do you think happiness is an emotion or do you think it's a mindset? I think it depends on the person. I think that if you are innately unhappy, it, it's a mindset. I, I think you really have to force yourself to 
be happy because there are days most days where I wake up and I'm not happy yeah and it's not like an emotion that I feel throughout the day it's me forcing myself to to be happy to um and enjoy those things around me I mean yeah there's something that Nika will do that will make me laugh but then I'm not happy after that I just had one glimpse of a little bit of laughter but I wouldn't consider that happiness I just laughed in that moment so I think it's definitely a mindset for people who are struggling with uh, mental health issues you do actively have to wake up and stand in front of the mirror and smile and say today is going to be a good day I'm going to smile today I'm going to be happy right I don't think happy people have to do that so it's 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 different (sighs) for everyone I think it's so tough because I also like a follow-up question is like, do you think joy and happiness are the same thing? Because I, I think someone can be joyful, but I don't think they can obtain happiness. But then I don't think happiness is the same level as being joyful. I would agree with that because I think if someone would see me just living my life, I think people would think that I'm a pretty joyous yeah. person yeah. and that I am happy. But on the inside, I am not happy. And it's just like I have a mass. Have you seen that meme where it's like the guy with like the, the face that's just like about to die and and just pulling the mask out and and it's happy that's how I feel literally like all the time you just put this mask off and and mask on and try to be happy but that's not how I feel inside ever wow yeah kind of deep kind of deep but I I mean I think that's just the territory that having mental health issues comes with. When you have anxiety, you have depression, you just never know when that sadness or that anxiousness is just going to like come over you. And so you're, it's almost like you're living in fear every single day of that moment that you are happy. It's almost like you can't fully enjoy it because you know that the low is going to come any second and you don't know when it's going to come or why it's going to come, but it comes and it just, it's crushing. It just ruins your, your day, the happiness that you had before that. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I actively have to try to make changes in my life, whether it's diet or the people who surround me or not drinking alcohol or it really, any little thing affects my happiness and you actively have to try to be happy. And so, yeah, I I do think it's a mindset, but I'm working on it. It's not like, it's not a bad thing. No. I mean, it's not that, you know. And I think everyone's going through it right now, which I think it's cool to hear your perspective on it because... I mean, I feel like there's even points for me where I'm like, I don't even want to get out of bed, you know, and that's not my personality, but everyone's going through something like that right now, especially. Well, I think with the whole pandemic, you've had to slow down and there are times where you, you're literally sitting at home alone and you have to face those demons Mm -hmm. and you start to realize that, you know, I am, I am not happy and how do I handle that? I think a lot of people just mask that with alcohol or going out all the time or being busy 24 seven. So once you do slow down and kind of realize what's been going on, you're like, I need to make some changes in my life. And so I think that's been really hard on a lot of people and it's really sad, but I think, you know, it's it's good that a lot of people have come out during this time and have talked totally. about mental health. And so, like, when I do talk about this, it's hard because I don't want people to look at me and handle me with, you know, gloves and be like, oh, if I say something wrong, she's going to be upset. It's like, yeah. no, 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 it's not like that. It's just we're just normalizing it now, which I think is good for everyone. Right. No, for sure. Um, well, to not make it awkward because we have some more wild questions and I don't really want to jump straight from, like, something really intense and meaningful to sex. <laughs> so let's take a break. 
we have Robin Rains, VP of Matchmaking at Three Day Rule, which is a matchmaking website. So Robin, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, so can you explain what Three Day Rule is and how it differs from traditional dating apps and websites? Because I know a lot of my friends and even back in the day, I was always on Tinder and now we have Bumble and we have so many different things going on right now. It's hard to keep up with what to do and what's best. Three Day Rule is a modern matchmaking company. So we work with clients all over the US who basically come to us because they are too busy to waste time swiping and going on bad dates. So it's a lot of guys who, you know, maybe they don't have any trouble getting dates. They probably could go on dates every night of the week if they wanted to, but they get there and very often they know within five minutes that this date is not for them. And so we wanna save them a lot of that time, a lot of that frustration. So they sort of outsource their love lives to us so we can just queue up the best of the best for them. I'm sure Tori will probably sign up. I might make her <laughs> yeah, sign up. Yeah, we'd love to match you. <laughs> so where can everyone find you? And also can people request for you to be their matchmaker? How does that work? Yeah, so I am one of those matchmaker of matchmakers. So I do, I'm one of the people that meets everybody who comes through our door. So there's a few of me on the team. So if you go to our website and sign up, it's just threedayrule.com. Um, you create that private profile. It takes like two minutes. And then um, you will be assigned to one of the matchmaker of matchmakers on our team. And they'll schedule the meeting with you. And then if you end up deciding that this is something you want to do, she'll pair you with one of the matchmakers on our team. So again, guys, if you are interested in the matchmaking service, go to 3dayrule.com slash pagesporanic. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, 
Make it count. Okay, Tori. I mean, we we had our moment, but let's let's bring it. Give me some wild ones. What's an immediate turn on and turn off on a date? Ooh. I think a turn on, well, a, a turn off and a turn on is the same thing. Someone who's polite and someone who's not polite. So if someone is polite and they open doors, and this is a huge one for me, if your waiter is coming in and they give you food or do anything and you don't say thank you, I'm out on you. I'm out on you. I hate when people do that. Same. I think it's so disrespectful when a waiter will do something and they just are ignored. I and agree. How would you do that? That is my biggest turn off. If someone does that, I will end the day, walk out, <laughs> never talk to them ever again. Hate that. And being late. You cannot be late. Tori knows this for sure. Like, right. I am 15 minutes early to everything. 30 minutes. I will sit in the car and wait until I have to go in, um, but I can never be late to something. So if someone's late, I that's a big turnoff for me. I can never, never deal with that ever, ever. Yeah. If there's one tip for any guy who's, who's trying to take you on a date, show up 15 minutes early and then impress her because we've witnessed the like one minute late and it's not pretty. I just, it's so disrespectful to me. I think that it doesn't take much. It just takes a little bit of discipline to be on time in life. And it's just a reflection of who you are as a person. And for some people, that it doesn't bother them at all. And that's totally okay. But for me, I could never be with someone who is okay with being late. I need to be with someone who wants to be as early as me. <laughs> See, I'm the person where if you're like getting the invite and they're like, hey, 730 arrival for like a Christmas party. I'm showing up 15 minutes late because I don't want to be like right on time and be the person who's like, hey, where you could hear like a pen drop. I like to go in where I could be like, how are you? Hug everyone. So, but you're the person who's not, who doesn't believe in fashionably late. I will probably show up early and help set up. <laughs> I will never get to an airport not two hours early. I, I have, I am just psychotic about that. I'm dying. Also, I'm the person who like runs on the flight last minute being like, hey everyone, sorry for holding the flight as a delay. Like I will never get to an airport on time. No. I hate you as a person. <laughs> we'll never like, fly I together. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, would you ever let someone go through your phone? No, I wouldn't. Really? Just, just because I get a lot of DMs from people, and at times it could be from famous people, and I just don't want that business. It's not that I'm doing anything yeah. inappropriate or that I'm even answering the DM. I just... I just don't want that business being out there. I think that's like really disrespectful when people like kind of spread gossip like that. So no, I don't think I would ever let anyone go through my phone. Passcode? I no. I just I do have one on, but I wouldn't give that to anyone. If I You're unless serious. it's someone Yeah, unless it's probably like family or like a really close friend that I would trust, but I just don't trust anyone. Well, I mean Given your history, I, I can respect that. How yeah, let's just let's just say like you wanted to go through my phone and you see someone on there and you're like, oh my gosh, and then you tell someone else and then they tell someone else and before yeah. you know it, everyone's turning it into this thing that it's not and I just, I don't want to deal with that. Well, do you find it as a red flag if you're dating someone and they're like, you can't look through my phone? 
I wouldn't ask. No. I just think, like, no chance. Yeah, I just, I think you just have to trust the person. And if you are having that instinct to check someone's phone or want to look through their phone, then you probably know that something's going on. Well, have you ever? Oh, 100%. I once charged uh, someone's old phone and went through it. I, like, I figured out the passcode. It was their ex's birthday. It's like an old phone from, like, four years ago. And I literally charged. I found a charger, charged it, went through it. And I found, and every time I do something like that, I'll find something that I don't want to find. So I'd rather just be ignorant and not deal with it. I'm, I'm speechless because what did you want from someone's phone four years ago? Exactly. I wasn't thinking clearly. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, who's Susan from four years ago? And he's like, you mean my like ex girlfriend? And how did you even know about her? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I don't want to know that stuff. So I, out of sight, out of mind. That's, that's just what I'm going with now. Okay. So we'll going back to your DMs. How do you deal with all the weirdos that send you creepy DMs and requests? I am so used to it by now. And we've talked about this on the show multiple times that I don't even know what's creepy and what's not creepy anymore. I don't respond to DMs where it's just hey or no question or right anything if you want to get my attention in the dms write me something send me a picture um make it something where i can engage in the message and i do respond to them if i see something that's really nice and supportive i'll respond back to that person if i see something that's like funny and silly i'll respond back to them um but you do have to like grab my attention because there are so many of them but if a guy's like hey in my Never, ever, ever ask me this because I will just block you. Never ask me, hey, can I ask you a question? Worst DM of all time. Well, have you ever have you all ever time. responded saying what and then you realize what they're asking that is terrible or you just hate the aspect of it? It enrages me so much that I just delete it. I won't even, really? and I never delete my messages ever. I'll get a dick pic and I'll leave it there. But if you ask me, hey, can I ask you a question? I'll, I'll delete it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's so stupid. Just ask me the question. So what are you, what tips do you have for the guys? Like, what's the one that you said you like something funny that like captivates you, but like, is that a like, joke? It, it could be anything. And I think it has to tie back into either something that I posted or that I said, or, um, like a story that I did. Right. I love pictures of dogs. So if you send me a picture of your dog, Game then. Over. I will respond. Um, someone left a funny comment about my swing. I responded to that. You know, just anything that's like kind of different, kind of funny. Or if you ask me like an actual serious question about your golf game, I'll respond as well. But you just have to have some kind of substance there instead of just the, you know, typical like, hey, or an emoji. Right. Or can I ask you a question? Also, if like a boy's going to sign the DMs, like I don't know how we can announce this to everyone. Make your make your page public. Because yes. we're not you're gonna have a picture of a fish like I don't know what you look like or it's you in a golf hat like I don't know what you look like make your page public or and if you don't feel comfortable with that have at least a good profile picture exactly a good profile picture makes such a big difference like I know some people are more private but don't and I love dogs but don't have a picture of your dog as your profile picture have a picture of yourself yeah 
And just of you. Don't have it like of three people because I don't know who I'm looking at. <laughs> right, and then we're going to screenshot <laughs> and then you have to pull up your photos and you got to zoom in and figure out, okay, I got four people to eliminate and figure out who this yes. one guy that is sliding to my DMs is. Yeah, so work. guys, a good profile picture goes a long way. It's, it's literally just throw the LinkedIn right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> okay, you have a genie. Or sorry, you find a genie. What would be your three wishes? Hmm. This goes back to that happiness question where there's not anything in my life that I'm like, I, I need or I want. I'm not particularly materialistic. So it's not like I would want a house or a car or clothes or money. I think I'd probably just ask for it, like eternal happiness. That would be my one wish. That's, that's it. Oh, no. And then my second wish would be for Nico to live forever. <laughs> we get it. The pause. I love my dog. <laughs> okay, wait. So isn't that only two? You get three wishes. Mm, that I would make every putt that I looked at. Not like a hole in one on each one? No, every single putt that I would step up to I'd make. Okay, that's a pretty good one. Okay. Would you ever date a quote-unquote regular guy, or does it have to be a professional athlete? I would prefer to date a regular guy compared to someone famous. I've met a lot of professional athletes and a lot of celebrities, and they tend to be very self-centered. And I think you have to be that way to be successful at what you do. And I think it would be really hard for me to give up what I'm doing and my life to solely support them and what they're doing. I tend to be pretty ambitious and I have my goals despite what I said before. There's things that I do want to achieve and I just don't think I could do that. I see a lot of my friends who have kind of done the same thing I've done and they end up marrying a professional athlete and their careers are done. They don't do anything anymore. All they want to do is support their husband. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. If that truly makes you happy, then go for it. But the kind of person that I am, I would rather have someone support me than be the one supporting someone else. <laughs> well, on that note, we may as well answer the most asked DM of all time. Are my boobs real? Okay, you're right. Second most question <laughs> of all time. Are you in a relationship or are you married? Yeah, I get this question a lot, and I refuse to answer that, and I have my reason. I think a lot of people think that I don't talk about it because of my business, and if I say that I'm with someone or I'm married, then I'll lose male followers, and that's actually not the case. I am so open and honest about everything in my life, as you guys can tell from the podcast, that I want something to myself, and having... A public relationship is very difficult and as soon as you make it public you're giving everyone the right to ask questions and you have to then answer them and if I do post about it and I end up breaking up with that person I then have to talk about the breakup because I owe that to everyone because I've made my relationship public I also hate when people will have a whole Instagram feed of them and their significant other and they look so happy and then next post, it's a divorce announcement or a breakup announcement. And I feel like I'm lied to. That's just something that I've never wanted to really talk about. If you look at my Instagram feed, 
I never really post about, I actually have never posted about my parents. I don't even put my friends on there. Mm-hmm. I like to keep things to myself and that's just one of them. And also it's just people tend to <laughs> get involved and I don't like that when a big milestone has happened in my life. It is always turned into something that is not joyous anymore because people comment on it and they turn it into something that it's not. And so I just want to leave my relationship and my family and things that are really, really, really important to me out of it. And I just don't ever want to deal with that. And I don't want other people to go through it as well. I decided to be public. I decided to open up my life online. My my parents didn't decide to do that. If I have a significant other, they also haven't decided to do that. My friends haven't decided to do that. And so I don't want them to be going through and reading nasty comments about themselves or, you know, dealing with that. I mean, it's hard enough on my mom when I talk about her in the podcast and, you know, she's cool with it now, but there's definitely been times where she gets a lot of anxiety um, on what people are going to say. and, And that's not fair to make their life into content. My life is content and I don't mind sharing that, but I just like to keep that separate. Makes sense. I mean, that's, you know, ending on a note of, sorry, boys, you're not going to get the answer. <laughs> you will never know. You will hey, never unless you slide know. my DMs, maybe you will know if I if I respond back. <laughs> yeah, you got to make it real witty. Great profile pic. Go through all the steps and, you know, shoot your shot, boys. Guys, I just want to thank you so much for writing in all of your questions. I had so much fun answering them, and we still have so many left. So we're going to do another segment of Page Bears All uh, some point down the line. So if you want to write in any more questions or email us, you can do that at par at iheartradio.com. But we love the questions. They were fun. They were silly. They weren't as dirty as I thought they were going to be. I'm actually really impressed and proud of you guys. You can be creepers at times, but you, you brought it today. It's actually true. It was like one eye closed, one eye open looking through these. Yeah, they were great. But again, thank you guys so much for uh, your comments. And we'll be doing more of these in the future. But after the break, we're going to get into some sports talk. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. So Tori, something interesting is developing right now. So the U.S. Women's Open is happening and they were rained out yesterday on Sunday. So they're competing now live during this podcast recording. So I've been trying to keep up with the results, but Amy Olson is currently leading right now. They're only through 13 and she has, oh, she's tied. She's tied. So I'll be hopefully trying to update that as we go. But they're playing in Houston, Texas at Champions Golf Club. The U.S. Women's Open is one of the biggest majors, I would say, probably their biggest major um, that they have. And I will say that I'm a bit ashamed because I'm a big advocate for women's sports and more equality, especially in golf. And I really haven't watched much of the tournament. And I just don't know... Why do you think that is? You know, I've been trying to think about that. I watched some of the, I've watched i been watching some of the coverage, and I feel that it's lacking. It, there's, no, there's not that energy that you have when you're watching a men's major. And I think the energy also comes from the players. A lot of the girls don't show a lot of emotion when they're out there. You don't have those big tiger fist pumps. You don't have, you know, the cussing and the, the anger that is shown from, like, a John Rom. And some people really dislike that, but a lot of people really do like that, and that's entertaining. And I feel that doesn't happen much on the women's tour. I also think that... They don't showcase enough of the players. They yeah. don't give you a behind the scenes of who they are. And so you don't have people that you're rooting for. You don't know their story. You don't know what's going on. For example, Amy Olson, she lost her father-in-law two nights ago. Oh, right wow. before the final round. And she's been dealing with that. So, I mean, I'm obviously rooting for her. She's an American. I hope that she pulls this U.S. Open out. But there's so many stories that are out there for these women and they're not highlighted. And I think they can do a better job of doing that, but not in a way where they make us feel bad about it. I was watching some of the coverage, and they had a big campaign of the USGA put on to get people to root for these women and to support them. And when I was watching the announcers talk about it, it was almost like a shame on you. Why aren't you watching and kind of like guilting us into hmm. it instead of making it positive and being like, they're so great and they're doing all right. this stuff. And one of them even said like, we need a Justin Timberlake or we need someone to, you know, come out and support these girls. It's not their, it's not their job to do that. They don't have to do It's like, why would you, why would you say that? It just, the the whole energy around it, I felt was wrong. And I think I'm a bit bitter because I didn't get a PR box from the USGA. I have a huge platform and I would have, I would have shared it. I would have done my job, 
but they didn't include me in it. So it's hard for me to want to talk about this or to support them when I don't feel like I'm accepted and I don't feel like they yeah. want me to be a part of the process. So it's like, so then I'll stay out of it then. So it's, it's hard for me to be involved in it when I feel like no one wants me to be involved in it. And I want women's golf to get better and improve and to have more viewers. But again, I don't feel accepted. So it's hard for me to go all in on it. Yeah, it's hard because you think that they would appeal to more of like, because I feel like female trending in sports or female in sports is like such a thing right now. So you think that they would they would look for more girls who have a large platform that can promote it and would celebrate it. But I don't know. I just also feel like they're probably like, why do we put so much effort into something or put so much money into something when maybe it doesn't produce that much? And then with like men's golf, it does huge numbers. So they're like, well, we should just put more of an effort there because it produces more money. Like I wonder if it's more of a money thing versus like a female male thing. Yeah, well, it's always a money issue. Yeah. I mean, you can throw money in it all day long, but if you're just not getting the numbers, then you're not getting the numbers. So I know. So you have to go back into it's like, what are they not doing or what's not working that works with the men? And I, I don't know what it is. I think it's because, we've talked about this before, that you want to watch people do superhuman things, things that have never been done before, things that you can't personally do. And the women's games match a lot of the guys. You kind of hit the same distance. Um, their short games are significantly better. Like, they're better all around. Um, but when you see a girl hit it, you know, 230 to 260, right. you're like, I mean, I could do that. But when you see a guy hit it, even like Bryson, Bryson's – always a topic conversation because he's carrying at 400 yards guys can't do that I mean that's that's superhuman what he's doing but again it's just also the storylines you talk about Bryson all day long you know these personal stories of Dustin Johnson and Rory right I don't I don't know much about the girls I really know nothing about them like who are they what are their stories? What are they dealing with? They're, they have to be out there. It's like they need to do it better of maybe doing that more on social media. You don't need to invest any money into a online campaign. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. You should like just start reaching out to the girls and being like, screw it. If, you're, if they're not going to hire me, I'm just going to do it. Well, and I reached out before to the LPGA and they didn't want my help. And I've talked to some of the girls and they don't want my help either. So at the hmm. same time, it's like, why would I want to help them if they don't want me yeah. to help them at all either? And so that's kind of my conflicting feelings, I think, on watching the coverage where I want to watch it because I'm interested in it. And I do have a lot of friends that are playing and right. I always root for them. But at the same time, there's so many negative feelings that have come with that. So do I do I want to help them if I don't feel like I am included? It's almost like they, they, they preach about um being yourself and everyone's welcome everyone but you Paige you're not welcome you can't do what you're doing that's bad for golf and so that's kind of where I'm at with it but I really hope that Amy Olsen pulls it out rooting for her long hard golf course very cold um in Texas right now it's brutal out there so if you I mean definitely go check it out they're incredible players and they should get more recognition than they're getting right now but I just have conflicting feelings on it and I, I need to get it I need to do a better job of separating myself, my, my personal issues that I have with the LPGA Tour and women's golf and just see the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is more eyes on women is always the best thing. So I, I will work on that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get out to the, uh, QB, the QB shootout 
Matt Kuchar and Harris English won at 179. First round was a scramble. Second round is modified alternate shot. So for that, they would hit two drives, pick the best drive, and then play alternate shot from there. And then final round is a four ball. So a uh, different format than normal PJ Tour events. Always fun to watch. And we got to see Greg Norman and his uh, third leg. So that was always <laughs> fun as well. <laughs> The but image I, just popped up in my brain <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah, I, admittedly, again, I didn't watch much golf this week. So Thursday I had the match. So I was uh, busy <laughs> winning, winning, dominating. Subflex, subflex. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the next couple days I actually wasn't, I got a little sick. So I think it was from being out in the cold. I um, ended up getting a COVID test. I was negative, but... Wait, did you swab? What did you do? Um, did the swab. It touched your brain? You know, it tickled a little bit. It tickled. So, (laughs) so the night after... So, I mean, if you... Again, if you guys have listened to the podcast over and over, you know that I have not done anything. I am completely nervous about getting it. I, like, don't leave my house. I don't touch anything. And so, this was the first time that I have done anything with, like, another human being. And they told me that they were all, um, they all got tested. They were all negative. And so I was like, okay. And even my friends, they're like, we all tested. We got negative. I was like, right. okay, fine. So then the next day I was like feeling sick and I had a complete, Tori, a complete mental breakdown. A, I had the biggest panic attack that I Because you thought you might, had. you might have had it. I was... Because I never get sick and I had a slight fever. And as soon as I had a fever, that's when I freaked out. And I was like, if I get it after being safe for literally 10 months and I get it from being around people one time and people are out, you know, doing dinners and gatherings and uh, protesting and rushing the field and they're not getting it and I get it. I, I, I had a complete mental breakdown, but luckily it was negative, but scared the shit out of me. I mean, your poor immune system, like you guys, I don't think people realize you really don't leave your house. It's that or you're going to like your golf course and back again and like not seeing it or interacting with anyone. Your immune system is probably like bad. Yeah. And it was, it was freezing cold and I was not wearing the proper layers because I wanted to look cute. So it was a huge mess. So that's, that's why I got sick. Uh, but I have asthma, and so I, I had this mental breakdown. I was like, I'm going to die. I, I'm i going to be in the hospital. Like, it's really fucking scary. Like, You're I very level-headed. People... <laughs> I'm surprised my neighbors didn't call the police on me because I was screaming and crying. Your and... neighbors are your parents. They're probably like, honey, we're going to bring you chicken noodle soup. Even there, even my mom, who has more anxiety than me, was like, "You need to calm down. Like you're gonna be okay." <laughs> you're embarrassing, even me and the family. <laughs> like you need to be fine. That was the week that I had of literally just having like a massive. That's a big attack. week. That's a big week. It was very, very stressful. So admittedly, I wasn't on top of it with uh, watching sports. I had bigger things to deal with, like dying. It was tough. The drama is still there. The drama level is still there. It's scary. It is scary. So until I get the vaccine, I probably will not leave. I'm going to live in a bubble. (laughs) I'm going to live in a bubble. You already are bubble boy. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's (sighs) sad. It's sad. But at least I, I could go out being a winner, though. 
Like, if I was going to get it, it's like I I died doing what I love, winning. You know what? I know we're supposed to be rapping right now, but speaking of winning, how about those Steelers? Fuck you, Tori. <laughs> I was trying not to talk about that. I was trying to avoid the conversation at all costs. Um, yeah, so I said that I want them to lose one. Just one. Not two. They have lost two games in a row now, and they look like dog shit. Their offense looks so bad. I don't understand how they can go from being one of the best teams in the league to one of the worst teams. It it just switched all of a sudden. This is what they do all the time, where it's like they get your hopes up, and then they just destroy you. They crush you. They're like, this is the year that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Just kidding. We suck. And they're not going to win another game. They're probably not even going to make the playoff anymore because they're just going <laughs> to lose the rest of the games. I'm just laughing. <laughs> I'm so upset. The game last night was terrible. They looked so bad. It was so rough. bad. It was rough. But it's the perfect note for me to end on, you know, because I'm not a Steelers fan, so I just get to aggravate you. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm so upset about it, but it's fine. They'll they'll come back. God, I hope they do. But you know what's gonna happen next? I'm just call- Big Ben's gonna get hurt in the next game, and then the season's over. Twitter just yeah, blew I, up. Twitter just blew up. I just have such a bad feeling about it. It just it's just not good. It's not trending in the right direction. It's going the opposite way, <laughs> and it's bad. Teetering backwards. Teetering bad. Teetering. Uh, it's it's not. I'm not happy about it one bit. But thanks, Tori. We'll just end the episode on that. <laughs> and now she's pissed. But now I'm pissed. Speaking of being and- happy, we are not. Let's <laughs> talk about like the active mindset. The rest of the day, I'm gonna have to change my thinking over. But. Hey guys, I just want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoy the page bears all where I answered all of your juicy questions. I always have fun doing that and you always get some good stories out of it. Like me believing in Santa till I was 15. Unreal. Unreal. Unreal stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we'll be around. (laughs) I need coffee. I need coffee so bad. (laughs) I, I need to find a way to end the segments and the episodes better. It's just every time I get to this point, it needs to end much faster than it does. I don't know what to say. And every single time I try, I say, I'll see you guys. It doesn't work. We'll be here. We're not, we're not here. We're not, it's a podcast episode. Like, what are we doing? We're not just sitting around. Like, what do I do? Bye? You say bye? Does bye work? Uh, yes. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 